needs everybody to keep that what it takes Cause I'm Curtis Blow and I want you to know that these are the breaks well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. I am CEO Hayes, and I am joined by Miss Mary Almonte. What's going on? What up, what up? And also, Baylor the Great is in the building. What's going on, Baylor? How are we doing? It's a good day today. Yeah. We're doing a lot better than Joe Budden. That's for damn sure. Oh, man. Oh, man. Welcome to The Breaks Radio. Oh man, so our first topic for this week is Joe Budden and Nicki Minaj on Queen Radio. I have not yet got a chance to listen to Joe Budden podcast. I know she popped up on that as well. But have you guys, did you guys get to hear the clip? Did you listen to the full episode? What are your reactions? Like, let, let's talk about it. You want to go, Mary? I'll go. So okay. I heard the clip um, from Queen Radio. I too have not yet seen the Button episode where she popped up. But I don't know. I'm just not surprised. I just feel like Nikki's kind of a train wreck these days. And I saw someone tweet. Um, someone had tweeted that Nikki's mistake is that she's trying to be like Cardi in leading with her personality. And this is where she's going wrong because her personality is not likable. <laughs> and yeah, like she's just like too much. So I don't even really understand what the hell pissed her off, but then to shut off his mic and start screaming and escorting him out, right? He was escorted out. Yeah. Yeah, like, come on. Girl, you too grown for that. Like, you, <laughs> you, I mean, you should be able to have a dialogue with somebody at, you know, when you're in your mid-30s. Like, it's a little ridiculous. So, yeah, that's my take on her. <laughs> Nikki's just too much. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't, it really comes off to me as she's really just holding on as tight as she can to save, like, what part of her career that she has left. Like, I, I just see this last back half of Nikki's career just being more shit like this and less about the music. And that's problematic. I agree. and I, But I find that to be unfortunate because she is talented. Yeah. Which I have to say, most of her competitors are not nearly as talented as her. But this whole crazy-ass personality shit is a distraction. It was yeah. cute when she was rhyming and making all those crazy faces and voices, but then when it's actually being directed against someone, it's, like, childish and just not cute. So, but I will say, her verse on Monster, though, still is infamous for me. Oh, absolutely. And will mm-hmm. always be. Yeah. You can't take yeah, that away from What about you, Baylor, man? What you make of all this? Oh, well, I actually, I seen the clips from, uh, from her show, and I listened to Button's show uh, today. And so what I realized is that these celebrities are on a whole different level of clout chasing because when she went on her rant on the, on Button's podcast, she expressed, and she was really upset. She expressed how she's human. So when she got criticism from her peers that she texts behind closed doors um, and then got the criticism online, uh, she was hurt. She was hurt. So I had to realize like, this stuff is really affecting her, which will play into a later topic that we have as, as well. Um, she's human. And I, I'm not a huge fan. I think she's a beautiful woman. I think she is. And I think she's taken away from her beauty. Um, and she just can't set stuff aside. Like, it's, it's a different hunger of attention when you're a celebrity. And especially in that, in that genre, women hip-hop, 
I mean, she's been crowned by a lot of her fans, and she also has a lot of haters. But when when you're trying to stay relevant amongst your peers in the game, and they're and they're not pleased with your latest work or actions, it takes a hit at your ego. And you know, I mean, I thought what she did to Joe Budden in during her podcast versus what she how she acted during his podcast was all a setup. I mean, she went live. She yeah. had 400 and some thousand followers following her during that live stream. And she made sure she told us that. So, you know, I, at the same time, I can see her as being a, just a regular woman, a human, and it touched her soul. That it's a lot of females in this game that's really doing it right now. And she's not one of them. But she could be. Yeah. And, and 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 it's sad because I think that people forget that Nikki can rap her ass off. Like she literally, knows. she can hold bar for bar when she wants to. And like I get I get like how her careers went. I, I kinda understand it to a degree. But at this point now she's the elder statesman in the game. And as new as the the female side of hip hop is is reaching the heights it's at, I would love to see her be more of like not a gatekeeper, but someone who who helps people get on like that song she did with uh with Megan the Stallion like do more shit like that like I would love to see Nikki in her rapping bag on a song with Rhapsody I would love to see that mm, there you go but that's, will we ever get it who the fuck knows nobody knows like I wish I, I really like Nikki seems like such a conflicted person and yes this is this is some of the most human that we've seen Nikki but at the same time people are tired of the shit and so it's like I've always compared her to, to 50 Cent in a way. Like, it, it really is. Like, f- people just got tired of 56 an- 50 Cent's antics to a degree and what he did to hip-hop. Do we see Nicki going that route? Like, is, is that eventually where it is five or ten years from now, are people going to be saying Nicki has no no value in music? And it and it sucks it, because it shouldn't it, be that way. It's not, it's not going to get to that point. Nobody's going to respect that move if she went that route because she didn't make the same impact that 50 did when she came in the game. True. So, I mean, that's no disrespect to her. It's just that 50 Cent had his debut coming into the game was crazy. Yeah. You know, um, his his stamp in hip hop is crazy. Now, she has a stamp as well, but she had she has an opportunity right now, though, to make a huge impact. Put all that to the side and go do a record with Cardi. That would change. the Actually, like right now, Nicki and Cardi doing anything together. It doesn't even have to be a song. If she appeared in the Cardi B video or vice versa, that shit would shut everything it down. It shut everything down. I don't care who drops. Yeah, so. All right. Well, we're going to move on to difference. the next. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, man. Um, I think the difference, though, is that when Nicki first came out, she exuded confidence. And now it seems more like desperation and hateration and you know like you said like clout chasing and how she's really trying to like fight to keep her spot and like kind of tell everyone like i'm the best instead of before it was more like i know i'm that bitch and now it's more like i'm that bitch guys don't you see and then i'm angry if you don't like it's i don't know it's it's unfortunate i i just hopefully i hope that somebody around her gets her shit together because nikki has she really has so much potential to still be great and i mean this is this is where she's at but uh to move on to one of nikki's label mates drake 
He became the first solo artist with a, with 200 Billboard placements in his career. Is that a milestone? We know Drake at one point was the Mr. Feature Man. Like I, he has like 10 features a year. But what do you what do you think about that, Baylor? I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't care. But <laughs> but 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 it's dope. It's an achievement. If I seen him in person, I would shake his hand and say salute to you, sir. But I don't care. I ain't gonna lie to you. Fuck it. Man. I mirror I mirror Baylor's sentiments. It's like at this point, I mean, yeah, he may have more slacks than the Beatles and like he's getting all of these accolades, but in a way, it almost feels like he figured out the formula to do so and just keeps replicating that. So it doesn't feel like he's really done some dope shit in reaching these milestones. It just Thank feels like you. he figured out the cheat code. Like yeah. Drake has stole every style it. possible and he's adapted it into like he he's he's assembled the affinity stones of, of hip hop and and built his career, but it, like you said, it doesn't seem genuine. It doesn't seem like he's evolved as an artist. Like, and I know that may get me some flack, from, especially from Drake's fans. But I mean, Drake's just been Drake, and don't get me wrong, I bop my, occasionally to a Drake song, but he has what one classic album under his belt, and everything other than that is just it just is. I mean, it's let, just let a Drake, continuation let Drake, of that. Yeah, <laughs> let Drake fans tell you it's a it's a couple of them out there. Well, that's a story for another day, bro. I won't even go down that rabbit hole because that that shit frustrates the hell out of me. Like arguing arguing with Drake fans about hip hop is is pointless because they're not Drake fans are not hip hop fans. Usually, there's like if if you showed a Venn diagram of Drake fans, hip hop fans, and R and B fans, like their fans are definitely over like in their own zone. So, yeah. All right. On a more positive milestone, well, one that I recognize a little bit better, that Missy Elliott will be the first female rapper to receive MTV's Video Vanguard Award. A, I know the the award itself, awards themselves are kind of, no one really cares anymore, but Mary, what do you think about this? I mean, I think it's well-deserved. I mean, I think Missy's come up in a lot of our other episodes um, as one of the dopest MCs of all time and probably one who didn't get her flowers when she, you know deserved them years ago and uh, yeah i mean will i be watching probably not but <laughs> but good for her <laughs> yeah the album's still on the way too so I'm, I'm still looking forward to that but uh baylor what are your thoughts i think it's just dope that she's getting recognized i think it's dope that 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 women at this time like women are taking over and this is the perfect time for her to get recognized so i'm here for it Will I watch it? I don't. I don't know. I don't even know if I'll be available. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm sure we'll catch the clip of it or whatever. But she deserves everything that she gets. Yeah, especially her. Missy Elliott is special. But uh, as Mary said, we've talked. I feel like we, once a month we have a, a, a episode where I just wax poetic about Missy Elliott. She deserves it. But I mm-hmm. we'll wait to after the war and I'll go back into my uh, my Missy praise. Last topic for the first segment. Um, Kodak Black, who I hate when he pops up because it's never never positive. It's never positive. And we all, I just I want to talk about it, but I know we're all gonna say the same shit that we've said several times. He's a fucking idiot. But Kodak Black <laughs> posts an apology for threatening young Miami and then deletes it. Any any reaction? Typical. Um, he who left him out of jail? <laughs> <laughs> like, can somebody show that to his PO? I hope somebody screenshot it or something. He's out here menacing people still. <laughs> and that's another, that's another person that, that's on that level of 
Like, is he serious or is he just doing it just to stay relevant, just mm-hmm. to keep a, the attention on him? Mm-hmm. Because at this point, like, you know, there's certain things that you just cannot say, though. Yeah. You know, and I think you know that. So, come on, bro. I see you chasing it. <laughs> so, call, call that black clout chasing. Is that what we're labeling it as? I feel like it's a lot. Of, a lot of these artists that's out nowadays are doing that because it's it's like a drug. Okay. Seriously, I mean, because it's like, I mean, I don't know if he has a project coming out. Nikki has a project coming out, right? Yeah. yeah, it makes sense for her to go on rants on two podcasts then. Yeah. But as far as Kodak is like, I don't know if he don't have anything coming out. That's the reason for him to act that way. Right. Because some cats can't disappear for a while and then pop back up. Especially when you don't they have made... the talent for your music. Like There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you said it. That's it right there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one one thing that I didn't put on the list uh, that I forgot and it just literally came to me as we're talking um, last weekend I think it was Baylor I, tag, I tagged both of you and the mayor I don't know if you got a chance to watch it but um, oh yeah Jordan Lucas and uh, damn it who am I what's what's his name why am I throwing it off Tory Lanes that's Tory. who it is Jordan Lucas and, and Tory Lanes I was thinking of him too I couldn't think of his name <laughs> Drop the Shook freestyle uh battle like this is like part 3 but it's become like a friendly competition with them um so Bella I wanted to kick it to you like what do you think about the friendly diss tracks at this point like if you listen to their bars they said some shit to each other but it's clearly it's all it's all competitive and they're having fun with this it's not anything to be malicious that they hate each other but what do you is this good or is this bad for hip hop? Because the diss track has always been something that separates the greats. Now it's being kind of used as a thing to have fun with, which there's no problem with that. But do you think this hurts or helps the game? And what do you think about the track itself? No, it's it's good. First of all, it was dope. Yeah, it was okay. sick. Uh, it was yeah. dope. That shit was dope. Uh it's always good. This these tracks are always good for the sport of hip hop. Uh, whether it's friendly or not, if it's personal, well, we really want, we we really want that tea. But it's good that it's a friendly competition. The only thing is, they're like, and this is no diss. So I don't, if they hear this, if they come for me, I'm ready for it. But don't come for me. <laughs> um, they're like bench players coming off. It's like bench players going at it. Wait, you, you think know? that with Jonah? You think Jonah was a bench player? He's not respected. Damn. Okay. He's not respected as far as, um. I don't I don't think he gets a lot of attention that he deserves. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, a lot of people, you, you sent it to me. I sent it to a couple of my friends or whatever. They're cool. They liked it. But nobody's really talking about it like that. And I think it's because of the people that's going at it. Now, when they earlier, early on, when they started to first go at each other, before we found out it was a friendly competition, we thought it was something serious. It yeah. sparked a flame, but then it died out. So them starting back up, it's cool. I'm going to listen to it, but I don't think... I don't think it's gonna catch fire like that. Yeah, all right, Mary, have you had a chance to listen to it yet? I didn't, but now you're making me want to. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing, the thing, the thing. I I enjoy Joyner as a rapper. Like he is, uh-huh. he is, he's good. He's really good. Um, I don't, I don't get what he's doing with his album, ADHD. Like he's released like six singles at this point. My thing is, how long the album's gonna be? What like you've released six tracks from the album already? But as far as to to focus back in on on this track, like. Him and Tori, I think, bring the best out of each other. And there's something organic about that to where I don't mind the fact that it's a friendly fire beef. Um, I would actually like to see them keep going back and forth. Like, this is this could be something that they drop every couple of months, honestly. And I would love to see just who has the better bars. Because for me, I don't think Tori 
ever rapped as good as what he has been until he had that beef with Joyner. And then that kind of put him on a different level. Now, does he maintain it all the time? No. But I th really think that Joyner brings the best out of Tory Lanez on, when it comes to rapping. Who platform is bigger? I don't know. That's the thing, as I don't know with them two. Because, you know, we, we get in our bubbles as, like, hip-hop heads. And, like, so my bubble knows... Joiner very well, but I don't. I, I'm not in touch with me. I'm I'm at that age now. I'm 32 years old. I'm not in touch with what the young youngins like anymore. So I can't answer that at all. I don't, I'm I, gonna say Tory Lanez. Okay, I'm gonna have to agree. He's gone more mainstream. He's on the radio stations. The kids know him. True. Yeah. Yeah. True. I don't know. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm Jordan's going to really agree. Angry. And the reason why I brought that up is because after all this is said and done, they got to work together. Yeah. All right. Well. There's that. We're going to go ahead and take our first break, and we'll come right back after this. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies podcast, podcast. a weekly legal podcast for the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host, Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposites. All right, here's a topic that um, I... I love this when I read it. And so like Wale mentioned how he wants uh, mental health insurance to come with record deals. And that's good from a lot of different perspectives, because I think a lot of people aren't trained for f for fame and even lesser trained, like to deal with the stress of being in the public eye and dealing with business and having everything going on. And you see, like we talked about Nikki, sometimes it seems like she's having a mental breakdown. Uh, it's happened with other artists as well. Um, and so the, the idea that mental health becoming a highlight when it when it comes to record deals, what do you guys think about it? I thought, I thought that was really interesting. Mary, I'll come to you first. I think that is a must. I think it's needed. Um, Nikki being a prime example, yes. But, I mean, there's so many people who, you know, and even, I don't know, I don't even want to, like, think this, but it could also kind of prevent or identify drug abuse and substance abuse and maybe avoid a lot of unnecessary overdoses. Like, there's a lot. I mean, I don't want to jump ahead or I don't even uh, know if we plan to talk about this, but even like with the Free Meek uh, documentary that just dropped, um, he had revealed that at one point he was, you know, addicted to perks. And they basically, um, you know, his PO actually was like, do you have a problem and put him in, you know, drug uh, rehab and then he got it straight. Um, so I think this happens to, you know, people a lot more than you realize. Um, another example that I would like to, to give is that I think it even transcends beyond just music and also goes into like sports, like, you know, but, I mean, sports is very much a part of the culture, too, in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if you guys saw the Ron Artest um, special that had dropped. It was called Quiet Storm. It might have been a few months back. Mm -hmm. And I feel like 
everyone needs to watch that because he addresses his anger issues and his therapist came on and was even, you know, the team had to have him, a therapist travel with him wow. and basically, you know, address that growing up in the hood leads to a lot of mental health issues that people don't mm -hmm. realize. And not everyone's Thank DNA you. or personality is, is built to withstand that. So, you know, I don't. I mean, I don't know how much you guys followed basketball back in those days, but Ron 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 was a problem yeah. <laughs> before he became Meta World Peace. <laughs> so, I mean, the like I knew even before seeing that documentary, I remember seeing him and I'd be like, "Yo, he needs some help." Like the little things that would make him fly off the handle and like <laughs> attacking fans on some like you know GTA type shit. But the point is, yes, I think mental health is something that people don't realize plays a big role in in everything that we do and it's like kind of tenfold when you're under pressure and like expected to perform and you know it makes you do things like clout chase like Baylor was saying before and come out of character because living up to the standards and the shoes that you you know once filled is a lot so yeah I'm totally with this and think it's long overdue all right. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, Baylor. Anything to add? So, how many how many artists have we seen? Um, are we known to when they pick up a mic, they're a different person. You know, they create a character or a persona or something like outside of their normal being. Mm -hmm. That's mental illness right there to me, because you have to keep that up throughout your whole career. Mm -hmm. For real though. Yeah. And then going back to Nikki, she just showed her human side today on that podcast. So when you when you when you become a rapper, you sign with these record labels, or even if you're independent or whatever, and you have to keep an image, a certain image for your fans and your haters, and then you go online, you got to hear all kind of criticism about yourself, things like that. You might get into drugs. That's a lot. I think they need they need more than that. They with the contract, you need counseling, prayer circle, a Sunday service, all that. I'm dead serious too. It's only ten states right now that legalize marijuana. I know we're talking about drugs and abusing it, but shit, I, I, I smoke marijuana and I hop in a jacuzzi. That's how I deal with my mental illness. Everybody that comes from the hood has some type of problem. Everybody. We've seen things that some of these people haven't seen before. We witnessed certain things, death, experiences, all kinds of stuff before. And these rappers, we grew up off of listening to cats that talked about drug dealing, uh, shooting people all kind of stuff some of this shit ain't made up and i and i had a uh a psychologist on my uh my solo podcast once and she mentioned how growing up in the hood and those experiences like it's truly a form of ptsd and it goes underserved by most like we try to deal with it the best way that we can and get over it but it's never truly healed and so when you magnify that by fame stardom access to drugs everything else like it, it makes sense, like, why we see so many artists break down or so many artists, like, die from drug overdoses, like, so many questionable ways that people pass away and stuff. And it's like, would something like this save lives? And I think it will. Would Mac Miller still be here Mac if it Miller. wasn't for something like that? What about what about the cast that's still alive? What about the cast that's still alive? Uh, DMX, yeah. Chris Brown, B2K. Yeah. <laughs> I know, hey. You said all of B2K. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Orlando Brown. Yeah, Lil that, Wayne. That that guy is out of here. That he needs some help. That's true. 
yeah, he needs some help. Like I, I every time you see a video of him, it's sad. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it and it and it's it's something like this that you know it it seems so simple to just say, hey, give everyone mental health insurance, have everyone talk to a psychologist or, or a counselor or whatever. Um, and it, why why is it why does it take for someone like Wale to mention it and like we're all surprised by it and everything? Like this should just this this should be standard. Everyone should probably see a psychologist. Everyone. Yeah. So yeah. too many tough guys out there, eh? But that's the thing. Like taking care of your, taking care and admitting that you have something going on mentally is one of the toughest things you can do, in my opinion. Like, like that's yeah. a display of strength. I, I don't know. We need to stop with this whole like it's looked at as weakness and all that bullshit because that's what keeps us from getting the help that we need, and then motherfuckers end up snapping, killing themselves, killing someone else, like whatever. And and. Nah, like we need we need to break that stigma of of it being something wrong to go and and seek. Just like you go to go into the doctor, you go to the doctor make sure your body's right. You need to go to the psychologist to make sure your mind's right. Yep. So, um, but let's move on to the next topic. Um, this one: Jay Z and Will Smith team up for a TV series about the civil rights movement. It's 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 funny because Jay Z and Will Smith linking up are, are the. <laughs> two people that it makes sense because of their standing in, in their respective careers and in the, the heights that they've reached. I would have never expected this though. Never expected this. I was waiting to see Bron name somewhere. <laughs> I didn't, I yeah. knew he was going to be involved, but yeah. you know, I'm here for it. I mean, I, 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 I rather, um, I rather get this than the, uh, a damn, another slavery movie. What is the Harry Tubman movie that's coming out? Is that what it is? Well, I ain't gonna lie, I'm here for that. But the you know, the short films and the series is like, you know, that again, that's what that's what grabs our attention as well. Uh Jay Z also just signed a deal with the NFL too, so um mm. that's that's still we I'm I'm waiting to see if we're gonna get those commercials, Hayes. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see this. I want to see if the NFL is going to be behind. You know how we had that one year with the whole domestic violence? Yeah. And they had those commercials running. I want to see if they're going to be behind, you know, Jay-Z's production with these commercials, too. But at this point, like, with the NFL, I really, like, we all know the NFL doesn't give two shits. Like, this is just a public face move. Like, yeah, it's Jay-Z. And I, I, I don't fault him. I know he's going to do everything that he can, but once this deal is over with, NFL is going to go right back to the shit that they do. Not giving a fucking treating their players as indentured servants, but that's another high horse I am not going to get on at this point. Mary, what do you think about Jay-Z and Will Smith linking up? I mean, obviously, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, kudos to to Jay-Z especially for really, you know, making moves to to move the culture forward. Um, I mean, I definitely feel like we had talked a while back on another episode about like having all of the hip hop elders should like form a council. And, you know, I've been thinking about that lately with all the recent announcements and I kind of think they're doing it. I mean, it may not be a unified one, but I feel like Diddy, Nas and, and Jay are definitely making strides in their own right to kind of at least make sure the generations behind us have some kind of preservation of the culture. So, I mean, I'm kind of curious to see if they're going to be like, we're going to see Jay and Nas walking over Selma with <laughs> fedoras and trench coats. But, but yeah, I mean, let's let's do it. I think it's a good idea. Well, remember not too long ago, we was talking about Ice Cube and LL linking up and trying right. to uh, get their own network. Yeah. 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 That's completely like, I haven't got seen any updates about that. I'm going to have to research and see what the hell is going on with that. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, and, and it's good. These are the, these are the two guys that we that I think we can trust, uh, especially like with just the maturity that Jay Z's shown lately and his his care for the culture and uh, what's going on. I'm really excited to see what this te- what this series is going to be about. What directors they get involved. I would love to see. It. I don't know like what this what the structure is, but hopefully Avery DuVernay can get involved. Like I, I would just lo- love to see this be something to where we we get black directors as well whether they be new faces old faces or whatever it's really a time to tell a story in a big part of our history and maybe put on some new people as well Bailey it looks like you got a thought hold, hold on to, hold that name right there and just imagine just imagine I know it's a dream I dream a lot she's at the table Jay-Z Master P P Diddy Bron all at one table golly yeah Ice Cube throw Ice Cube at that table that would Just be powerful. imagine. Yeah. So, I mean, let's see. I can't wait to more announcements. Something becomes a little bit more official. Um, it's not really many details out about it at this point, but I'm I'm just we'll see how this continues to grow. Um, anything left on this before we go into our last break? Nah. All right. We'll be right back after this break. What up, everybody? This is Scoop Grady. This is your boy, A.B. Make sure y'all check out the Inside Scoop, the second of every Wednesday. Make sure y'all check us out. Yeah, man, we dropping this shit every other Wednesday, man, at 11 motherfucking o'clock. Please kill, kill, double fucking kill. All right, we're going to end it with the last topic about some music. Port of Miami 2, Rick Ross. I have actually got to listen to it three times through. I got some... I got some hot takes, I think. I think. I don't know. Because Baylor always surprises me when I think I know he's going to go one way. Um, who wants to take this one first? Any who, any volunteers? I'll probably be the most brief. Okay. Um, I haven't gotten through the whole thing. But I will say that I am. I have to be in the mood to listen to Rick Ross. I'm not one of those people <laughs> that just would. Why is that funny? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you said you got to be in the mood. That's yeah, cold. I got to be in the mood for him. Not to say that, you know, that he's definitely talented. He's, you know, um, I mean, he's another person that I feel like in his own right has done a lot for the culture. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I sort of felt like this album was a bit of more of the same of Rick Ro- in a sense. And I'm sure y- y'all are going to probably not like me for this one. But I kind of categorize him somewhat like Drake, where it's like, you know what to expect when you are listening to his music. Like, so if you're in the mood for that, then throw it on and you're good. But yeah. it's not like something that I'd be like, oh, wow, he just did some new hot shit. It's like, hi, Rick Ross, I'm rocking out. You know what I mean? So that's so like not bad, but I'm not blown away. <laughs> you you basically just told Rick Ross, nah, I got a boyfriend. That's what <laughs> you just that's what you just said. Right, but we could be cool. Yeah. From time yeah. to time. Like, you could call me. If I'm hungry, I'll come get a free meal. <laughs> oh, wow, Mary. <laughs> uh, this was Rick Ross' 444 album. Um, I I liked it. I did. I liked it. Uh, can we can we just do this now? Uh, Rick Ross probably is going to go down in hip-hop history as the best beat selector of all time. So we'll give him that. We'll give him that. The album overall, I gave it. I gave it an eight out of ten. A lot of people called me crazy, uh, but shout out to my boy MTV. He said that, and a lot of people have felt like this. The reason why they didn't like this album as much is because they expected uh, the Port of Miami two to be just like uh, Port of Miami one. I said no nah, because, I mean, you, you, he's transitioned. I think he's chasing the ghost of Jay Z. And I could hear that through this album. 
So all that, you know, picking up that good white stuff from the port and stuff, that's over. That's over. I think he's going to talk about businesses. Uh, he's going to continue to talk about his houses and jewelry and things like that. And I think he's going to drift off and he's going to be chasing that same blueprint that Jay-Z is leaving behind right now. And that's where I get from this album with a better beat selection. Okay. I think I think my, my opinion on this is, yeah, you, you mentioned Rick Ross selects great beats. This is probably some of the best production on any of his albums ever. Mm-hmm. What he did with some of it was lackluster as fuck, in my opinion. And I feel like this album starts off high and it gets worse the farther you go into the album. I think he, yeah. I, I really think like he, he, he picked the perfect track listing. It gets worse, like you save the worst tracks for the end of it. Because by time then, maybe you're so hyped from the first half of the album, it carries you through to the second half of the album. But it's just like, I get it. I get what you, when you say that, like, this is his 4-4 album, it all makes sense. But the thing, difference is that we saw that growth with Jay-Z. Like, it seemed like the flip got switched with Rick Ross overnight. That We go from being the biggest drug dealers with Pusha T to now you're trying to rap about some shit that, like, I, I don't respect you rapping about it. Because I, He's for me, that ghost, though. for for me, I haven't I haven't seen you take the time out to grow into that as a person and as a rapper. You got wing stops, Bruh, Who get who gives a damn? I do sometimes. I like wing stop. The lemon pepper is it's all right. But and like, he got the Bel Air joint too. True, the, got the yeah. Bel Air joint. <laughs> right, but it's just he got it's, a good squad. Does right. he though? Well, that's it. he has good partnerships, but yeah. that has nothing to do with the music. So exactly. <laughs> It's just, it's just like, and don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm all for seeing growth, and it just, it just seems like it, it seems manufactured to me. Like you, you saying that he's chasing the ghost of Jay Z. It seems like that, that makes sense. It's like Jay Z did four, four, four. I got to give them my four, four, four now. You, you, but you missed out on the ten years of Jay Z between that that we saw the growth. He's not as versatile as Jay. That's true, and he's not. He's not. And Rick Ross has never been the strongest rapper. Like Rick Ross. Has, it's never been about lyricism. It's never been about bars. So, Preach. so like, <laughs> to get to this point, for me, it's just like, I, I, I needed at least three years in between. I needed three more years till we got to this point. I just, I, I needed say, that. You said he only relevant because of his beats? Oh, that's cold. <laughs> I did not say that. I know I, you didn't say that, but <laughs> I was looking for a high take. Yeah, I'm going to tell you this, though. I think, well, where is he supposed to go from here? He can't go backwards. I don't want yeah. all I do is smoke weed. I don't do the other stuff. <laughs> so all that stuff though, I don't I don't care. Pusha T has Pusha T is the dope man. So yeah. we know what we're gonna get. Other than that, you he can't go backwards from here. So what else is he gonna talk about? We talk about this all the time with the cast that we grew up listening to. What are they gonna talk so, about now? So as a hot take, are you saying that this album, Rick Ross has jumped the shark? Like what 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 comes after this? I don't know. He might have to do a compilation album. <laughs> but how did that work for Luda? I mean, gotta, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just Luda doing movies now. But, but okay, but nobody's gonna pick Rick Ross ugly ass in a movie. Like it's not happening for him. You've been a little harsh today, Hayes. I'm just saying, like no, no, and and that's the thing. I don't mean to be hard. Like for what it's worth, I enjoy parts of this album. But it just it, like and, and Rick Ross has honestly seemed so genuine his whole career. This seems like the moment where it's like. All right, now you're forcing it, bro. Like you're forcing it, Rick I, Ross, I and, and, so. and the whole biggest boss thing. Rick Ross, I, I, I here go. I guess this is your hot take, uh, Baylor. 
the all the ball Rick Ross has not made that many boss moves, period. Most of his most of his 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 label on his roster, their sales have have not done shit. They haven't been made a movement. He talks shit about like like 50. Like he wishes that Maybach music had had the the brief three-year period that that gene unit did they they just haven't like as much as meek is good i love wale but has their music resonated is anybody going to be talking about them 10 years from now i highly doubt it hey where's your gunshot sound effects at because <laughs> right? we need all need those right jesus now. christ i ain't gonna lie to you i thought she was gonna be i thought she was gonna love this album i didn't love it hey, i don't need i'm not even a rick ross fan but this was a solid. It was a solid. You you're correct though. Once you get past like track six, it's like vacuum music. And it's because I had high expectations, and not even because of the title of it being part of Miami too. Like that, that had nothing to do with it. Like I, I just, I was hoping for more. I didn't get it. I feel like if you were to order a Big Mac and they and they missed the Mac sauce, that's what this is. We eight months. We eight months into the year. Hey, so. Where do you place this album? I put it right behind Crash. I, I gotta sit. I gotta sit down and go over the list. Like, cause the last time I did this off the top of my head at the end of, end of last year, I missed albums. Like, I really gotta sit down and go over everything that I listened to this year. But I, it's just, I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. Fuck it. I, I I need better. Do better, Ross. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> whoa man down and i usually and i try to be the one to pull like it's very rare when we talk about albums that i just i i go that hard because i, I want to kind of be positive i want to try to talk i'd rather talk about the positives more than the negatives but in this case it's just like and i'm just looking at the rollout i'm looking at all these interviews he's doing where he's like i manifested myself into being the boss what the fuck have you done ross really what what the fuck have you done you haven't pushed the culture forward at all. You haven't. There's been nothing that he's done that's pushed anything forward. So that's just my take. Anything left on this before we go home, people? I know I got people probably like, what the fuck is Hayes on right now? Hey, you know how you go over your friend house and he get a whooping? <laughs> it was like, Ew. okay. Mary, you want to jump in this? I'm going to go home now. <laughs> 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 yeah, right, I think people. that's the note to end on. <laughs> well, that is it for the for this episode of the Breaks Ready. If you think I'm tripping, if you want to like, tell me your guys' thoughts on uh, Port of Miami too. Maybe maybe I'm being a little too hard on on uh, Ricky Rose, but nonetheless, it's time for uh, any parting words. Any anybody, Mary Baylor, what do you guys got? If nothing, give them your social media. I'm at <laughs> Miss Mary Almonte <laughs> on social platforms. <laughs> um, at, at Baylor Great on all social media platforms. Everybody has to have a rant. So shit, that was your rant right, right there. Yeah, Nikki that was it. This week, I guess. God dog it. <laughs> you know what clip you got to put up now? What's that? This one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll probably be it. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can also follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. If there's nothing left in anybody's hearts and minds, fuck Rick Ross, and I'm out. Peace. Damn. <laughs> Tell me right now, nigga, what you want to do? 20 billboards in the city. Who the fuck is you? I look a little familiar, don't it? <laughs> Look at you, look at it, look at it, nigga. Yo, tell me right now, nigga, what you wanna do? 
20 billboards in the city, who the fuck is you? I DM all of your bitches when I'm in the mood Quick to blow a hundred keys, yeah that boy food Yeah that boy food Yeah that boy food Yeah that boy food Oh God, yeah that boy food That's all on my bitches, so I squeeze them in the coupe Fascinated with a fortune and it came true I may pass you in the Porsche with the brains blue Got your bitch so wet, I'm stepping out in rain boots Thought it was Obama where I came through I'm talking different commas from them lame dudes I'm printing paper, boy, I even wrote a book I got 10 million cash, what you wanna look? I got a half a kilo in my money collar And if I pull that Nina, boy, you got a problem Richest nigga down in Florida like I hit the lotto It's amazing what could happen with a couple dollars They wasn't fucking with me when I went to school Goddamn, what that nigga do? He got a Rolex and you know it's new He been the only villain, Lennox Lewis Tell me right now, nigga, what you wanna do? 20 billboards in the city, who the fuck is you? I DM all of your bitches when I'm in the mood Quick to blow a hundred keys, yeah, that boy fools Yeah, that boy fools Yeah, that boy fools Yeah, that boy fools yeah, fool. Oh God, yeah, that boy fools Ten stacks on the stage cause a whirlwind Take a couple stacks and get that to your girlfriend Love to see pretty bitches kissing on pretty bitches Number one in my book is all the realest bitches Real niggas getting money and she keep it square If she want money, then I'ma keep it there I got a Lamborghini, now I need the shoes Took them on the high street, so I made the news Big bank, boys, time to act a fool Big bank, you gotta help me count it too Half a ticket, boy, I spin it in the Lex Seven figures, nigga, got it on his neck I get exclusive Nikes with the light up checks. Still scared to get indicted for the white investments. Rich nigga, bitch, I got it tatted on me. I'm married to this shit. I